0: Welcome to Real News Real. Be careful, propaganda will capture you and take you another way. Enjoy this fifth sermon from the series, Kingdom Worshippers, entitled, Worshipping Propaganda. And so back there to the book of St. John, chapter 4, verse 27. Here beginneth the reading of God's holy word. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or, Why talkest thou with her? The word of the Lord for the people of God, you can take your seat. And so the year theme, the year theme for Shekinah Worship Center is Kingdom Worshippers. And we begin this year, and we continue in it with uh, from this series, Kingdom Worshippers. Today we have the sermon topic, Worshipping Propaganda. Worshipping Propaganda. Propaganda is defined as information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular cause or point of view. That's according to an online Google search. So let's talk about propaganda. Let's understand that we all have biased views. We have an opinion based on our status in life, our experiences of life, and what we believe concerning the way our lives should be or should have been. Life's experiences shape our opinions, our biases. Often we are asked, especially on social media, what our opinion is on a matter. Certainly I can relate that over the years I have been sought out for my opinion on certain issues facing the island. I have a belief of why I am sought out. Well, it cannot be that I am the most educated or the most intellectual of all pastors. No, it cannot be that I have the most prominent title or that I have the largest church membership. No, no. Church, I believe it is because those who have sought me out understood that I would not go with the crowd. They understood and yet understand that I will stand alone on God's word rather than just go with flow. You see, as an independent church or non-denominational church, I do not have to cleave to a set of beliefs that I know in my heart are not biblical. I don't have to come under the whip of a leader or overseer or administrator who has been given power to handle me as a slave. I read the book early as a preteen chained on the rock by Cyril Packwood. And as an 11-year-old, something gripped me from that book. And I decided that no one would ever hold me in chains made up my mind that no matter what the norm was or the expectation was, uh, that I would follow my heart in all matters. Hence, between the mentorship of a praying and worshiping mother and the tenacity of a stubborn and brilliant father, I formed in my mind the ability to see and think for myself. In other words, no matter what I heard at home, at school, at play, and no matter what I heard in church, I heard it through the ears of an examining ponderer, holding words up to uh, whether they sat right in my heart. In other words, I heard a lot. I received a lot of information, yet I did not let the propaganda at home, at school, at play, or at church sway me. I was always thinking. So what is it that I was thinking about? Well, I had developed a love for reading early. It was my escape. You know, Nancy Drew, the Hardy Boys, of whom I had developed a deep crush on Joe Hardy. I might as well let you know, that white brother looked good on that cover. Yeesh! Okay, behave yourself, see that's probably why I have a type. <laughs> there was the secret seven, the mystery five. I absolutely loved the book Heidi. I would escape into the Swiss Alps and enjoy the life there for a while. Then there was the Bible. The holy word of God, I read it and I found it. These words pierced between my joints and marrow. It shaped who I was as it dealt with me between my soul ram and my spirit. Oh, how I loved reading. You see, church, while I read a lot of fantasy and received a lot of information from them, nothing shaped me more than reading God's holy word. Mm. Why is this important? This meant that no matter what I would read from another or hear from another, uh, what they said would always be compared to what God said. You see, propaganda is a matter of opinion. On the other hand, God's word is not an opinion to me. Hey. No, no, it is the very heart of God that speaks through the holy writ which God gave to inspired man. If you ever move from God's word to believe other words, you have fallen prey to irreverent, irresponsible, and irrational propaganda. So hear me. It is not your opinion that matters. It is not my opinion that matters. It is the truth of God's holy word that is righteous, wholeness, and the truth that matters. All other forms of communication must therefore be tested against the word of God. I I will not allow propaganda. I don't care what they say my God, God. Mm. I will not allow propaganda to shape my life or the life of this church. What does God say about it? God's word is right. Come on, somebody. In the text for today, there's a lot of propaganda in this account. What they say, you know, what we say. Let's travel to our text for today. Let's Hear the word, the living word, Jesus. Hear what he has to say about it as we look at the following three points. Point number one, past propaganda choices. Past propaganda choices. Point number two, past propaganda chance. Past propaganda chance. And point three, participatory propaganda change. Participatory propaganda change. Let's deal with it. Point number one, past propaganda choices. You know, once you hear something, you have a choice, believe it or not. Allow it to seep into your soul realm or not. Hmm. Maybe I just want to stop here and encourage the church to guard your heart, to guard your soul Ram. to watch out for who can enter therein, because that's the place of your emotions. Ah, boy, oh boy, I've been in this way a long time. Can I tell you that emotions will cause you to make a mistake, thinking that you're following the voice of God? And then when your emotions shift, you build up pride so that you don't know how to return. I've been in this way a long way. 50 years saved next year. I'm going to party next year. if The Lord Jesus tarries. I feel that 50. Hmm? And I've, I've learned. My God, can I tell you that in 49 years of salvation, I've seen emotions, folks. I've seen it at home. I've seen it at school, at play. I've seen emotions in church. Oh, Lord. I, I'm always amazed as to how people would rather hear a story from another and believe it rather than going to the subjects of the heard story to find out for themselves what the real deal is. Come on, church. Propaganda, I tell you, that's why it's in the house. We call it having a click, calling it a crew. Having your ace boom. Come on. It's a click, it's a click. It's an opinion. Be careful that it ain't propaganda. Hmm. It is so easy for us to believe the gossip rather than go and take a sip of tea, the tea of truth. It is lazy to believe ill of another. My God. My God. To believe ill of another before you go and talk to them face to face. Come on, somebody. Can, 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 can I say this church can I be a pastor, pastor I, I, on social media but be a pastor pastor at this moment before you build the opinion of a brother or a sister can I tell you stop trusting the one wholeheartedly who gave you the news and go to that brother or sister and find out for yourself who they are, how they move, who they be, huh? what t- makes them tick, huh? of or, or what type of temperament they are of be careful of the propaganda I want this church to to stay away from even religious propaganda. This is what what we're dealing with, director. A bunch of religious people propaganda. Listen, as long as we are called people, as long as we are in this human flesh, as long as we have our own emotions, we're going to receive information some sort of way. The same information that Brother C receives. The same information Brother C receives. Sister A receives received. Uncle B received. Brother, father, so received. And everybody takes that information differently depending on where they are. Right? Religious Propaganda. Let me tell you that religious propaganda will cause disunity amongst the brethren. I need to say it again. Come on now. Uh, Religious disunity, uh huh? Will cause disunity. Religious propaganda will cause disunity among the brethren. I know about you, but I always want that place of Psalms 133. Uh, That's Elder Seaman's favorite chapter of Psalms. I want the place, um, uh, uh, the the secret place, really, Uh, the dwelling place. Where the anointing flows, Uh, the anointing comes down from the beard of Aaron, the high priest himself. Talk to me, Aaron. Aaron says, I don't represent me. I don't represent you. I represent God's people. I represent God's word. I represent all that is good, all that is holy, and all that is true. Uh, don't you see that every time that he he moved uh-huh, and he, he looked at his sons, every priest that looked at their children and saw stuff that was not right and they didn't move and deal with it that God moved them, he dealt with it, that's why we've got to be careful don't tell me it don't happen in church it's happened in church since the Bible days, uh-huh. and if holy Samuel the one who heard as a child the one that says speak Lord for thy servant heareth, if he he could miss it if Eli, oh, that high prophet, him, oh, that high priest, him, oh, that high man of God. If he could miss it, we could miss it. How dare we put ourselves above anyone that we can't miss it? <laughs> Let's choose not to miss it. It exists, religious propaganda. It causes disunity. Religious propaganda will cause the world to peep in and see a church that strangely enough behaves like they they behave. Therefore, religious propaganda begs the issue of why leave the world of untruth and enter into a church where they devour each other. (coughs) Uh Uh-huh. They become carnivorous on each other. why we gotta leave the world show me something different show me a church that looks like a church show me a church that stands on God's word show me a church that talks like God talks show me a church that will love in spite of show me a church where they love each other that's what the world needs that's what the world needs too much happening in the world Can't cut it sweet like you want it all the time because time is drawing nigh. So the text, verse 27. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seeketh thou or why talkest thou with her? Jesus had sent them away. Jesus is speaking to the woman. More precisely, Jesus is speaking the truth to the woman who has been talking about relationships between the relationship between the Jews and the Samaritans that no doubt have been formed out of propaganda. You see, oh, see, man, yeah, yeah. You can't start with the same father, hate each other unless somebody's been talking. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Somebody. Huh? One woman, one one mother of the children said one thing and one the other mother said another thing. And now the children can't stand each other. Come on. It doesn't happen all the time, thank goodness, but it's too common. Abashi. So that's what we have right here. Now I'm not saying that the reality of the bad situation is not true. What I am saying is that when two parties don't get along, there will be added information, propaganda, That enters into the equation to make one side appear to be more right than the other side. Soon as you have sides, soon as you have opinions, now we've got to come up with proof. Well, April 17th in the year 1827, it just goes on and on and on. So we're building up proof rather than being reproved by the word ourselves and going out into the world and proving to them who we are so that they would desire to come into the church. Ah, yes, ma'am. So the disciples arrive, and they too have been raised to believe what they believe. So years of learned behaviors are not at the same place with the living word of the truth, Jesus Christ. And you got to get that. To think, the woman at the well wow was not where Jesus was, and the disciples were not where Jesus was. So it's not because you hang around the pastor that you say what the pastor said. Because Pastor Jesus said, go buy something. Get out of my way for a bit. I got some work to do. Because if you stay in the midst, hmm, all right, we're going to talk about it. So the disciples arrive, and they too, like I said, been raised that way, There's a phrase in the scripture verse that says, and upon this came the disciples. Lord have mercy. I I like that. In other words, it was a progress, it was a work in progress. They they came in in the midst. Thank God he didn't have them there in the beginning, but he's going to have them to witness something. So, So, what is the this? And upon this, this. It is the scene. It is what is going on. It is the Lord speaking to a Samaritan as if she mattered. Wow. 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 No wonder Jesus had sent them away. They would never have gone in to rescue a woman from a place they did not care about in the first place. That's why some people are suspicious about the vaccine. Why are all these black people getting the vaccine? You, 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 and you cared about us. But I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying what people are saying. Back to the text. You see, church, Jesus has come to set the captives free. How about shake it? Uh, I'm thinking now, so if we put each other in bondage, then then Jesus has to keep on setting us free. Why you could five years ago speak to so-and-so with a happy attitude, but you can't? Somebody put you in bondage through propaganda, religious propaganda. You see? Now we got to keep on working setting the church free. And our job is to set the captives free. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Now, Jesus had come to set the captives free. If we are not careful, we become reporters of propaganda that result in captives remaining imprisoned by their past. I, I Listen, I cannot be too busy fussing with church people that I'm not going to do... The great commission, go ye oh, go you eat, go, go, not stay and fuss. Somebody's gonna get that this year. I'm going to stop fussing. I'm going to stop receiving information. I'm going to focus on lower souls. Because when you engage, come on, I, I've been in church 49 years. I know, because I've been there. When you engage in time with people, and it started with just tea, We're just having a tea together, We're just having a teaching time together, when we're, lifting, we're lifting up the Lord. We're talking about Jesus. I promise you, if you're alive, it's going to start to talk about somebody. Here comes the propaganda. Because why? We're wasting time. My thing is, talk about strategy. Talk about how you're going to do something different. Talk about how you're going to support the vision of the house. Talk about how you're going to see. You see the sinners coming in. That, nah, you, you spend time like that. We're going to have a conversation. Otherwise, Dad, I'm going to talk to my computer and make commercials about Jesus coming. Hey, all right, all right. Listen, listen, listen. The disciples, I want you to note, are reacting based on past propaganda. According to what they've learned, there is no choice. Jews do not speak to Samaritans. Jews do not respect Samaritans. Jews are above Samaritans. This is why the text says that they marveled. Marveled coming from the Greek word, the mazo, the mazo. You can in, in there you can see, see the word amazed. Do you see where they would get it? They were amazed, shocked. <laughs> uh, they, it meaning to wonder, wonder at marvel. The word is given in the imperfect sense. In other words, they were in the process of being marveled. What? 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 They didn't even stop, say, oh, this is Jesus, we'll behave ourselves. They were continuously marveling at what was before their eyes. They could not grasp what was going on. They did not not question Jesus about it because they were firmly planted in past propaganda and could not see how anything else could be true. I, I need you to get that. I said Jesus is right there, and they are not accepting what's going on with Jesus because of where they have been planted. How are they gonna be disciples? How are they gonna win? Go ye out into all the world, Judea and Samaria, the uttermost parts. The uttermost parts you can't even deal with Samaria, which is in walking distance, because that's how you got there. They're planted in the past, Lord have mercy, and could not see how anything else could be true. <laughs> well, grab my heart is that not only were they shocked, but that Jesus was right there and they did not even bother ask him for an explanation. (laughs) Just ask Jesus. You want the truth? Ask. Make an appointment. Talk to the pastor. (laughs) Listen, listen. The answer was in their midst. And they missed it. The truth was in their midst, and they missed it. The real deal was in their midst, and they missed it. I have discovered that of such times, people don't want the truth because they have spent a lifetime thinking one way, and they are not willing to yield their own heart and mind to God for God to show them the way, not another way, but the way. God have mercy. The truest freedom we receive is freedom from ourselves. These disciples are no different than us. They believe the hype. They believed the history. They believed about her, what they have believed about her people. I could hardly believe this, that Jesus, who is the one who changed lives, what? By his miracles, right in their sight was being limited by his own disciples in what he could do with a Samaritan woman. I can't believe it when church people don't what God said to do through this servant. When we have a track record of God coming through in a marvelous, miraculous way. But because you believe in propaganda. Hey, hey, I'll tell you what. When God says it, I call it. When God says it, I do it. When God says it, I don't back down from it. Ride this well, come along. Ride this, ride this train, y'all. Ride it, ride it, ride it. We're going somewhere. Ah. So, church, let's look at this verse again. Verse twenty-seven. Here it is again. And upon this came his disciples, and marvelled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, "What?" Can, See, people don't even want the truth. They want to stay where they are. What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou to her, rather than speaking kindly? To the woman, rather than speak to Jesus, they spoke to each other. Well, how is that going to help? You're all in the same boat. You can't stand up. you can't stand up. and you can't stand up. but you think that you're going to get together, have a prayer meeting, and resolve the issue. See how real the word of God is? I love it, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. They spoke to each other. Jesus is in the midst, and you would rather talk to each other. Why? Well, church, you can be so grounded and rooted in your opinion of someone that even when there is an opportunity for clarity and moving forward, you would rather hold on to your personal propaganda. Why? Because you would rather be right than righteous. I'm telling off somebody in the Bible. You hear me telling them off? I'm telling them off. I would rather be wrong, ask for forgiveness change my mind and stand righteous before God. And I want to encourage this church. I don't care what went on in 2019 and 2020. My God, we're yet in the newness of 2021. Make up your heart and mind that I'm going to look at my brother. I'm going to look at my sister. I'm going to look at everyone through the eyes of Jesus. And as far as I know, Jesus said, everybody's worth it. As far as I know, Jesus said, listen, what they may throw away, what they may cast away, I want to come my way. Ah, oh, we serve Jesus, who no matter what has gone on in your life, no matter what you have actually done, he says meet me at the well. He just says, listen, meet me at the well. Meet me at the corner of the well. Meet me at the what, the avenue called the well. Meet me down the road at the well. Meet me up the street of the well. God just wants you to meet him. Meet his son Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you that no matter what you've done, no matter where you have going, no matter what you've experienced, huh? no matter what they say about you, no matter what you say about you, that God is not a man, that He shall lie, that if he spoke change over your life, huh? if he said that you can't be, huh? you will be in the kingdom. No man can stop you. Huh? No man can block you. Huh? Don't stop yourself. Huh? Don't stop another, huh? but walk in the way of the Lord. Huh? The way of the Lord is light. Huh? So it's a shining light. A path moving forward. Oh, God is able, church. I believe God. And I believe we got a lot of Samaritan women and a lot of Samaritan men. And I want somebody to know, I don't care what they told you about church. I don't care what they told you about those people, we people. I say, come and see me. Come and be restored. Come and be reclaimed. Come and be redeemed. For God is still on his throne. And Jesus is still the way. The truth and the light. My God, my God. Meet me at the well. Meet me at the well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we're moving forward, church. This is where they are. They're not moving forward. This is not where she is. She's ready to move forward. And that takes me to my point number two, past propaganda. She's passing, not past. Okay. Chance, 28. The woman, (laughs) I'm telling you, she's... Now you gotta see it. Don't miss the picture. They are there kicking up. And look, let me tell you something. Lord have Mercy, I feel another preaching moment. They're kicking up, and let me tell you what she did. She kicked the dust off her feet. Yeah. And she said, you keep on kicking up. My deliverance has come. My freedom has come. My joy has come. I don't need the bucket anymore. What I've been looking for, I found in Jesus. He's my hiding place. He's my resting place. He's my savior. He's the, he's the lover of my soul. Somebody can love your body, and they can make love to your body. But I want to know, do you know the lover of your soul, the one that will love you from now to eternity and beyond? Ah, yeah, listen, listen, listen. She left her water pot and went her way. Did I say she went her way? Got some nerve. She came one way, but she said, I'm leaving by another way, her way, her new way. She's already claimed it, her way. Oh, I love it. She went her way into the city and said to the men, "Hmm, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Woman, you came for water. Woman, don't forget your water. Don't forget your water pot. Well, no. She came, hallelujah to get water at this time, because she had created a life which was open to much talk and propaganda. Now that she was proper, no longer was she that propaganda, she was now proper. Now that she was proper, she had no need to be as she used to be. The focus was a higher level of thought, For her complete freedom had warranted that she would not have to come to that place of that wow as she had done so before. The woman was so in tune with her deliverance. That's what got me. What? Let me tell you something. Listen to me, church. And listen good. She's got, oh, Lord have mercy. Too many preaching moments here Seaman. all right. She's got Jesus. Thank God, He's already talked. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus has talked. She's got disciples. Was it all—all the twelve of them? I don't know. All the disciples—they're talking. She, Lord have mercy, she's in tune with Jesus. She's in tune with the voice. <laughs> voice for art. She's in tune with the voice. Even though there are multitude of voices, come on, somebody! Multitude of voices speaking against her reminding Jesus we don't speak to her, yet the conversation has already taken place, and so she is in two. Can I tell you something? There are times, oh Lord Seaman, I don't even know, is this, Ill- this legal to say behind a pulpit? Okay. There are times when you're going to have to turn your back against the disciples and just listen to Jesus. Come on, now, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Huh? Turn your back against the opinions and say, Jesus, what you saying? What you saying? Huh? Because sometimes the two words don't meet. That's why he told him to go up the street, get some food. <laughs> mm-hmm. She is so in tune with Jesus. She is so in tune with the fact that she is in the presence of the Messiah, that she does not miss the moment. My God, my God. Can I stop here? Huh? In the midst of this sermon and move from my notes to tell somebody, to advise somebody, to beseech somebody, don't miss the moment. Don't miss this moment right there on your couch in the bedroom in the kitchen living room dining room wherever you are your office I don't know where you're listening but wherever you're listening from if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you don't know Jesus to the pardoning of your sin this is your moment don't let this moment pass you by can I tell you that this is your time this is your season this is your now this is your wow moment make the most of your wow moment right now. She's in tune. Don't miss the moment. She will not miss total deliverance. She will not, look at this, she won't miss the water pot. (laughs) Watch this. Total deliverance means that she can go to all those who she was in wrong relationship with and allow them to see that she was different. She was no longer the woman they knew. Why not? Because there was a man who knew her in a more intimate way than any man she had previously been intimate with. You know, I was thinking, I, I listened to something. Yes, yes, what you sent me, Deaconess Tyler. And I said to myself, Lord have mercy, and it grieved me. How many no longer believe? See, I'm... I'm I'm still the happily ever after girl I, I gotta confess you know I, I watch a series because I want them to get together at the end and then I have a real attitude and I have a grieving when they're not together at the, at the end you know I'm waiting for Pedro and Catalina somebody gonna know that one I'm like, what you mean? Does not take Adam. What you mean? He drawn in the sea? I said, it's got to be another season. They're fooling me. They're bringing them back. You can't. They have. been through too much. Pedro. Oh, anyway. So, I'm, I'm. I'm. that pastor. I believe in the happily ever after. And and, and so this woman here, and and this is what made me think of it. How many young women, women? Older women these days, so busy wanting a peace, wanting a moment, that they never leave that moment at peace. Because they're still searching. And they don't understand that every time they sleep with a man, they got a little, a, little a little piece of him, and a little piece of him, and a little piece of him, and a little piece of him. And that's why you're not settled. And some say, well, I don't, I don't want to get married anymore. Well, because you've already been married 500 times. Oh my God. And so you have fooled yourself. I'm I'm teaching something here. Okay, use a reasonable number, Maria. All right, you've been married 20 times. But let me tell you, I got married once, and I took it that seriously. No, I I believe in the institution of marriage. And so when you have women and men, they, 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 they don't understand what's going on. It's different with a woman. Because she's made different. She's made to hold. I'm going to teach you something here, and I cannot keep going on it. Listen to me. She has a menstrual cycle for a reason. I'm going to help somebody. This is, this is biology. I'm good. Because there is a cleansing, there is a flushing out that must occur because of a newness of expectation. Yeah. So we are meant to, 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 to prepare ourselves, get rid of the negative, and prepare ourselves for growth. Can I tell you that when you constantly sleep with him, have a moment with him, have a moment with her, when you constantly do that, you're never allowing yourself to be refreshed. And you're taking on a constant state, you've never heard this before, of spiritual pregnancy that'll never give birth to a live child. Come on. See, I don't listen, ah, Holy Ghost. I don't know, we know about this woman what we read. How do I know that she hasn't had to abort? Come on, up. Bro. You mean she all oh, that she's doing that I don't know the background, but I know what goes on in the world today. You think it's easy just to abort a baby and it's over and it's done? I'm, I'm not gonna condemn you. I can. I wanna tell you, meet me at the well. Meet me at the place where everything that you've ever done, Jesus can talk about it and bring you to a place called joy. That no matter what you've done, Jesus will see to it that your sins are forgiven and you're on your way to heaven. No church can stop you from salvation. No church can stop you from being an evangelist. No church can stop you from being a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As long as you meet him at the well and you receive the water that he's talking about, your life will be new. You know what I want to say? I want to say this. Let's stop encouraging our young people to dwell in places of depression and negativity. In Jesus Christ, there is joy. There is wonderful joy. There is peace. There is being a conqueror. There there is being more than a conqueror. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter will pick you up. He'll shake you around. He'll turn you around. He'll put the water on you. He'll put you to the fire, and you'll come out as a vessel of honor. That's what God will do. no, Ain't no greater whore in the Bible than this woman. Except maybe Goma. Come on, somebody. But you can't stay in that condition. Can't glorify it. It's not what you've been through. It's how you handle what you've been through. And whether you're willing to go another way. Meet me at the wild. I keep saying. All right, all right, all right. And so all this previous intimacy that she's had with men, who will know for sure that you've been changed. <laughs> hey, Those would be the ones who really knew you before. Come on now. The past propaganda was about men. The talk of the town was about her relationship with men. Therefore, if there was any group of people yeah. that would testify of her change, would we'll be those men. That's right. Oh, yeah. She was more impressed with Jesus than those men. She was more excited with Jesus than those men. She was more alive at this moment than she had ever been. She is now moving beyond who she used to be. She is now saying that it is not true. What are you who I used to be? Mm -mm. She is showing them the new her, the new her. She is now moving past her past by testifying to all who knew her. Knew her. Knew her. Mm -hmm. Okay. She is declaring that she has. Going past her past. It's done. She's over it. She is never going back. She is a new creation in Christ Jesus. She left the water pot because she was no longer in need of the same water. Because the water that her soul was truly seeking was not from that physical well, which she would have to attend every day. No, 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 no. Her soul was now filled with water springing up (laughs) into everlasting life. Just like Jesus said. That's what Jesus told her. I got water for you girl. You don't know about this water. Once you live by the word of Jesus Christ, those words will take shape in your life and they will shape your life forevermore. I can hear her singing the song, Hymn of Oh, He Set Me Free. Listen to it. This is, this is her song. She didn't know it, but I'm giving it to her. This is her song. Once like a bird in prison I dwelt. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and listened to me. And glory to God. He set me free. Now I am climbing higher each day. Darkness of night has drifted away. My feet are planted on higher ground. And glory to God, I'm homeward bound. Goodbye to sin, yes girl, and things that confound. None of this world shall turn me around. Daily I'm working, I'm praying too. And glory to God, I'm going through, Uh uh-huh he set me free he set me free he broke the bounds of prison for me I'm glory bound my Jesus to see for glory to God he set me free I'm gonna tell you that ought to be our testimony that they knew what you used to do but when they see the new you they know she got a song in her heart she got a song in her lips I hear her singing we were used to her singing at the bar we were used to her singing all over the place. But she's singing a song that she's never sang before because she's got a testimony that she's never had before. She's singing a song, I'm satisfied with Jesus. Oh, my soul is satisfied. Send him be my comfort. Send him be my guide. Looked at my hands. They look new. Looked at my feet. And they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul is satisfied. It didn't matter where her hands had been. Didn't matter where her feet had been. It didn't matter who she had touched. It didn't matter who had touched her. But when Jesus met her at the well, Jesus met her to change her life. Not just for today, but for tomorrow. And that's what God will do with your life. He'll change your life. If you meet him at the well, he'll make your life experience the well of living water. The water springing up from your belly and out of your belly will flow rivers of life. And you'll speak a way that you've never spoken before. Why? Because Jesus came into, into your life. I tell you, when Jesus sets you free, He will put a song in your heart. I always oh, girl, oh, girl sing oh All my girls sing for every one of them. And I don't mean just that they can carry a tune, a little tune tune, huh? Mm, why? Because that's what we did at home. Sang and listen to the word of God. Hmm? What cracks me up is when they do old school. You know they, call, they think I'm old, but then I hear them sing old songs. I don't say nothing. Uh-huh. I say, sing on, sing on. And church, that takes me to my final point, point number three. Participatory propaganda. Change. 29 and 30. Come, see a man which told me old things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Participatory propaganda. Sharing with others what God has done for you. Let's call it purposeful, positive propaganda. That is words spoken that are actually true. Words that others will carry that resonate with the spirit of truth that has touched your life. You are not who you used to be. You have been changed. You know, and I come against that thought that people can't change. One thing I believe, listen, I'm going to take my time with this. I have this belief. And because I believe it, I I have to stand on it. Here's my belief. I don't have to water down the gospel. People can understand it, and they can receive it, okay? 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 I don't have to water down the standard of Shekinah Worship Center. We're not that special. We're just, we're in the family of God. I don't have to cater to the world and say, come any old way, church, dress any old way. <laughs> no, no, I, I believe they're able to live up to the standard. We wonder why society has changed because we kept on watering it down. Let me tell you, it was dangerous. I saw it. I said, mm, this happened about 20, 25 years ago. Dressed on Friday. Now, for some of them, every day looks like dressed on Friday. Come on, I know I'm saying something. Because the moment that you drop the standard, you know, Barkley, everybody can come in Barkley. <laughs> I remember when that happened, I got in good trouble right there. I was good trouble. Like John, Lewis, John Lewis, good trouble. <laughs> the only one in the staff meeting that spoke up. Why we got to put our grades? Why we got to put it as um, a percentage 65 because that's what Cedar Bridge does? Oh, I was written up for that. They wrote me, yeah, yeah. I got a teacher as a witness. They wrote me, I got written up. It's on my record. So what you've got to understand, church, I I am just this way. I am just this way. I don't believe, oh. you don't think that much of me. say so you got to water it on the standard. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Standard. We all can make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can keep it. No, you got to let them because they're the king's children. The, the children of the kingdom. The order that we live by is a Levitical order. Uh, and I'm, I'm highly concerned when we dress up more going to the movie theater than we do church. All right, all right, all right, all right. And so when, when it's time for the meeting at the well, participatory propaganda, change happens. Words spoken that are true, the spirit of truth. You are not who you used to be. You've been changed and you can handle it. All because and because you have been changed. This change has so transformed your life hey, that you cannot keep it to yourself. You want others to experience the same reformation. It is not merely that they will see this man. No, no, they will see him, Jesus, who he is. The disciples that seen him didn't understand him. Didn't understand his work, his walk. The woman, the hooker. I mean, the, the woman. She, Steve Black. She understood. Je- one conversation, she, what, she ain't seeing a miracle. She ain't seeing, she is in none of that. Yet she receives. Hmm? Church, what a challenge for the church. <laughs> Jesus is not merely a man, he is the man, Christ Jesus. He is Messiah, the promised one who would take away the sin of the world. Jesus. As this John book of John describes it's the light of the world she says to them come now this word done I'm gonna finish her Woo. she says come this, this, this messed me up this was my uh, like my favorite this point I was gonna come <laughs> come comes from the word I'm gonna pronounce it just like they would comes from the word duty. Ah, ah, mm. meaning come hither come here come again the word is duty duty church once jesus changes you it is your duty to beckon others in church once jesus uncovers your past and loves you anyway it is your duty Come on now, to beckon others in. Church, once Jesus takes your mess and turns it into a message, it is your duty to beckon others in. Church, once Jesus gives you living waters, it is your duty to beckon others in. Listen, I am duty-bound to study the word of God, glean from God's word, and then encourage others to gather and glean too. I am duty-bound to give my life for the cause of the kingdom because God sent his kingdom son to grant me the kingdom. What is it I can't give up? Give up anything for him. I'm going to have eternal life. I gain eternal life if I give up something that's going to last maximum 100 years. Because they knew the old her, they know that the person who is speaking to them was the new her. <laughs> I mean, the text is short, but you know, some of those girls say, ah, let's try. I let's, ah, let's, let's say a little word, say this to her, see how she reacts. Come on, people are always going to test to see if you're changed. They had to see who had now done this marvelous work, who, who did this. They would now be the ones who would testify in truth. Lord have mercy. So she, she, she doesn't have to be the only test, one testifying now they will of what had taken place just so when there would be those who would doubt her and begin to spread malicious propaganda about her these witnesses would speak truth to lies and speak of a life changed by the presence of Jesus Christ her life was now a testimony her life has been nothing nothing but a test and then Jesus met her at the place of testing And tried her life and found her to be salvageable and savable. And now Jesus was sanctifying her to use her to evangelize a place, a people from a place called Samaria. Ain't no way he could have sent the disciples to Samaria. Samaria had yeah, to send them away deal with this woman can this this means that Jesus knew what was in her the potential of greatness of not just her she herself being transformed but she had so much potential in her she could transform a city yes. Yes. couldn't have been more than 20 miles the size of Bermuda I, that's why listen one way or the other I'm going to transform Bermuda The old all going know I was here You know I spoke. That's transforming, director. May we find our own must needs testimony in order to go and win lost souls for Jesus Christ. May we meet a person at the well of pain and turn that well into their well of purpose and destiny that's what she did Jesus knew he had to break through that barrier and I tell you church we've got a lot of barriers to break through in the island of Bermuda we've got the barrier of government placating to the whims of society because it goes like this Everybody's smoking weed. So let's lower the standard. Now, for 30 years, I've been hearing mothers and grandmothers and their grandchildren talk about how weed, same though no we, same, we, the same, destroyed their family, took away finances, separated spouses. But well, we have lowered the standard. I'm telling you, I'm not gonna lower the standard because you need to know you can make the standard. Your children can make the standard.